Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Bar Review presents Folks Talking Sports. I'm one of the three co-hosts, Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. Joining me right now is number two of the three, and Yanez from the Community Impact Newspaper and Paul Slamma Jamma. Will Gibson won't be able to join us this evening. He's got prior commitments. Uh, James Mueller, one of our regulars, won't be able to join us. He had something pop up pretty much at the last minute. Uh, hopefully, Tamer Knight will be able to pop in when she can. She's got things going on as well, but I spoke to her yesterday. She said she tried to join us also. So for the time being, Andy, it's me and you. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Since it's you and me, we don't have to talk too much about the Ohio State Buckeyes football team or anything like that. Um, U of H football masked on Grambling, as expected. U of H plays Navy. What do you know about the this point spread for the Cougs Navy game? Yeah, uh, I, let me look that up real quick. I, I know the Houston's favored by a lot. And they <laughs> should be because I, I think has Navy won a game this year? They have not. They're only two, and they've only scored ten points combined in those two games. So yeah, this is this is another gimme game on the schedule for the Holgerson football team. Get a chance to go to three and one, have a three game winning streak for the first time under the Dana Holgerson era. It would so, be the first time since 2018 if they can win three in a row. So not sure what that really proves, but you play who's on your schedule. So that's first thing. Let's get that out of the way. Does not mean U of H football is a great football team, but this is the schedule that was put before the team. It's better that they win these games rather than lose them. Mm-hmm. So three and one is better than one and three and or zero oh and four. Game is 6 p.m. kickoff at TDECU Stadium Saturday evening. It's on ESPNU, I believe. I think that's right. Yeah, it is, and Houston is favored by 19 points. 19 points. Well, to sports line. Nostradamus, and this is, a, this is one of the bad things about Will not being here. I think he's avoiding, you know, dealing with your, your, your betting huh. point spread acumen. Uh, we didn't want to challenge you again. 19 points. Do you think the Cougs will cover that? I do. Uh, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure they will just in terms of how well their defense has played and how really they've been able to shut down these past two offenses. And albeit it was against Rice and Gramlin, but I'm just hearing <clears throat> the, the defensive coordinator, Doug Belk, talk from his uh, weekly availabilities and some of the defensive players, too. They've all kind of adopted uh, – the, I guess the, the word they're using to describe their defense that, that, that both Doug Belk and players touched on was rootless, that they like to control the pace and trying to be more physical than their opponents and try to control the tempo. And with the way that Navy has struggled, I think it's going to be another night where really Houston probably has doesn't have too much to worry about having to put up points. But you know, the triple read option offense is always – a little bit complicated, so you, you never know what what can expect. It could be a, a, a lapse in moments, and it could end up being a, a big jump play. But uh, the the reason I kind of hesitate just in terms of with Clayton Toon, who's apparently he well, it looked like against Rice that he injured his hamstring on on that giant scramble. We you both James and I mentioned it. <clears throat> Dan Hogerson never said anything, confirmed it was a hamstring 
until they played Gremlin when you could tell that something was off with Tune. I mean, he the offense couldn't move anything against Gremlin. He threw an interception early, and then he got rattled on the next drive where they took him out of the game, and he didn't play for for most of it. And I could Bob Goo came in, and, you know, like I, I wouldn't say it was a complete night and day difference. He did some good things. I, again, it was against Gremlin, and, but he showed some promise, so it's still questionable to see which of the two ends up starting tomorrow against Navy. I believe Hogerson said that Toon had practice on Sunday, so and they, they'd basically go on from however he's able to practice during the week. But on Saturday after Gremlin, Hogerson said it was a hamstring injury, but it's just inter- interesting to see how that goes. And just read some notes courtesy of UAScougars.com about the game. Because I think last week against Grambling, attendance was announced at 22,000 plus. Okay. I mean, real low for their usual standard. You know, it is. And and the opponent, because of everything Grambling fans are dealing with in Louisiana, that might have something to do with it. Poor marketing has another part to do with it. Um, But UVA's alums, fans, one thing about going to the Big 12, going to a, a power conference, a big boy conference, fan attending this football, y'all got to do better. We got to do better. Y'all need to support this team. You know, win or lose, especially games that are in the evening or at night. You know, 2.30 afternoon and the heat and humidity in H-Town, I can understand that. But 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I don't. If you're especially a football fan. Weekend. Yeah, if you're a football and it's part of – U of H is going to honor Vinnie Robbins and his family. Uh, the Cougars will wear special team impact T-shirts during Cougar Walk. Houston Athletics will also hold a special tribute in, in the game for Vinnie and his family. Get the timeline for the, the game. Fire sale opens at Schroeder Gate 1, 10 o'clock in the morning. Ticket office, cash parking lots, kid zone, beer garden, and tailgating opens at 2 p.m. The Cougar Walk begins at 3.45 p.m. TDECU Stadium opens at 4.30 p.m. And kickoff versus Navy is scheduled for 6.02 p.m. Here's something I didn't know, Andy. It's a stat. Houston has scored in 259 consecutive games. That ranks ninth longest among active streaks in FBS. That's that's kind of impressive. That means I've been shut out going on 20 years, 21 years. The streak began September 30th, 2000. Dang. So, yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, an interesting stat. Not a, There's been a lot of losses in that time, too, but still, it's a stat. And once again, it's going to be game will be shown on TV, ESPNU, but fans – Andy and I, you know, we're alums. Go to the game. Humidity shouldn't be too bad Saturday. It's starting to creep up, you know, as opposed to today and yesterday when we had really low, low humidity in H-Town. I'm getting weather reports now. But uh, humidity, it should be more humid on Sunday than Saturday. So it shouldn't be too bad. Six o'clock kickoff. Go to the game. Go support U of H football. Conference game opener. Amen there. Conference game opener. The American Athletic Conference. I'm not going to show a picture of it, but I just want your thoughts. 
once again on U of H. Apparently, I wonder if they're going to do this now that conference play has begun with pictures, banners of just U of H and not U of H and the, the American logo rather than U of H and the Big 12 logo, as we've seen in the last week or two. What do you think about that? <clears throat> no, man, I, I think I mentioned it to you with U, U of H. Um, they're, they're handling this uh, terminative relationship pattern. They're, they're ready to move on and on to the Big 12. I mean, uh, something they showed on the Jumbotron against Grambling was you know, actually they, they recognized Renu Couture, uh, Tillman Fertitta, and Chris Pevman on the field. And then they showed the UH Big 12 logo on the Jumbotron. And you know, obviously, of course, that's probably the biggest pop of the night for um, during that game. But I don't know. It, it's interesting and it, when you look at where they had post-game conferences with players and, and Dana Hogerson. That's just UH. And uh, I think I think they have their sponsor. Of, I'm not sure if it was Memorial Herman or something like that. But there's no, nothing on the American Athletic Conference there. Um, during the weekly uh, Dana Hogerson presence that he holds inside of Fertitta Center. Um, the first week before the Big 12 announcement, they had UH and the ESPN Plus with the American Athletic Conference logo. Since then, it's just become the UH logo. So um, I think UH is really, really looking forward to the Big 12 and they want to get there as fast as possible. And they don't really care about the. If they could, they, could, they would scratch the American Athletic Conference logo from the field if they could. And, you know, I think that's bold. I haven't seen, you know, I don't cover, spend as much time following Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU. I have noticed if they're taking a similar approach with their backdrops and press conferences and logos, things like that, and just starting to begin featuring the Big 12 and not featuring the American logos, something to uh, to look for. Uh I'm not sure what it means. I mean, because BYU, their buyout, I think it's a million dollars to leave the West Coast Conference. And so they are expected to be members of the Big 12 July 1st, 2022. I think everybody expects that. Then it's just a question of if anybody else is going to pay the extra millions to go to the American to join the Big 12 sooner than the projected fall of 2023. Time will tell, you know, I, I'm not sure what we should, if we should read anything into U of H not having the American in logos and backdrops at press conferences, things like that. I don't know if, if that means that they really are making a push to leave the American after this season. I have not heard anything, you know, nothing will be on the record, but I have not heard anything off record just yet either. But, you know, makes you wonder. I kind of do wonder if, if this could be the Houston's last year in the American and this time next year, you and I will be discussing the Houston Cougars football team in big 12 matchups. Who knows? And they could, they'll probably figure out a way to do it. And I think it's one interesting note that uh, I believe it was gocoogs.com that they posted today that they had requested. I'm assuming they probably did a FOIA request to try to get that, um, I guess the official agreement they, that UH had with the Big 12 and being able to join the conference. And apparently UH uh, said that due to third party, or let me see if I can get that correctly so I can get the right wording, but essentially UH is 
didn't send it to them or they sent it to to get like a decision from the attorney general because of how they phrase it um they phrase it due to third party contracts they said there's an issue releasing the documents because third party propriety interests have been implicated by this request the university has declined to release information so i think i think that's a little interesting that they don't want to release the details or at least trying to delay the details when it's something that you would assume they'd be happy to get all the details and i think earlier today as well or last yesterday earlier this week they sent the official um request that uh sent to the big 12 and i guess that was the official request to join them and uh had put an agreement where for the two weeks that they would I saw it, that they were not going to be in contact with any other conference. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I was a little surprised that they're kind of at least trying to delay to have the actual agreement with the big 12 from being released into public information. It's interesting. We're just going to sit back and watch as we are here discussing U of H football. Let's get into some NBA basketball ESPN this week released its top 100 uh, players for the projections for this 2021-22 season. Where do you think we're going to, I just want to, we're going to basically do the back end and the, the, the front end, top five, top 10. <clears throat> do you think, where do you think Jalen Green is ranked in the top 100? <clears throat> I think I caught a glimpse of it. I believe he's somewhere in the 90s, correct? 96. Yeah. Yep. 96. And I'll, I'll read it to you because I wasn't surprised that he was ranked. Uh, one thing to watch, given his immense talent and opportunity on a young Rockets team, expect Dalen Green to lead all rookies in scoring and make a strong case for rookie of the year, similarly to Anthony Edwards a season ago. Keep an eye on how quickly the explosive six foot six guard is able to impact winning on both ends along with his efficiency. Circle November 10th on your calendar as Green and the Rockets will go head to head with number one overall pick Kate Cunningham and the Pistons. Green has long considered himself the top prospect in his age group. And this matchup gives him another chance to make his case that he's the best rookie in the NBA. That info was from Mike Schmitz with ESPN. Okay, since you, you saw that, you had a glimpse of Jalen Green in the 90s. Do you know where Kate Cunningham is ranked? I think he was 76. Correct. You are correct. Yeah. That's that young mind, that, that good memory right there. Yeah. That's <laughs> like the only, reason, the only reason I saw it is because there were people on Rockets Twitter Oh, I'm sure. Rocket Twitter was, was hot and just probably <laughs> pissed off at how dare ESPN do this and, and bash Jalen Green and blah, 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 all the kind of stuff. I'm, I'm sure. I don't doubt that whatsoever. But what they write up about Kay Cunningham, and this is Mike Smith's as well, how will Detroit use him? Cunningham versatility, on-court maturity, and skill level make him a favorite for Rookie of the Year, along with his ability to add value from beyond the arc, 50% in Summer League, and make the right reads offensively, it's worth watching just how long the Pistons will try to pair him with last year's top 10 pick, Killian Hayes. 
Cunningham is far more effective when he's finishing the majority of possessions with a pick and roll or isolation as opposed to standing in the corner like he was at times during the Las Vegas Summer League. Okay, that summary does not really distinguish a 20-rank difference between Cade and Jalen Green. In full disclosure, for folks tuning in, Brandon Thomas, thanks for joining. Brandon Thomas, you're dedicated to this channel, man. I appreciate it, man. He 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 missed my Rocket Talk last night. He felt bummed about it because of work. And he asked me what his his uh when the next live stream was going to be. I thought he was talking about Rockets. So I said next week. <laughs> I, I wasn't referring. I didn't even mention the folks talking sports one. So thanks for joining. But, you know, I've been, and Andy, how old are you again, Andy? 20 what? 21. 21. I've been a Detroit Pistons fan, tw 21 plus nine, going on 30 years. Oh, no, no, 35 years, 35 years. So, yeah, that's since I was 14. So I've seen the Pistons play, and Cade Cunningham and Killian Hayes, the backcourt will be kind of interesting to see how Coach Casey plays the two of them. Uh, Killian Hayes got a limited turnover. He makes some really awful decisions with the basketball. Just stupid, stupid passes, throwing balls. It's all over the place. He jumps in the air way too much to pass the ball. But what Mike Smith said about Cade, what Mike said about Jalen Green, 96, 76, I mean, it's not that much of a difference, man. My goodness, man. I mean, um, okay. it's And November 10th, that matchup between the Rockets and Pistons is going to be on ESPN. I think it's the the only ESPN matchup for both teams, <laughs> I think, uh, which says a lot for both teams where they are in the national landscape right now. But, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, Cade, I think, is more of a facilitator. He'll have the ball in his hands some. I think Jalen Green will have it. He'll be shooting and scoring more and getting the ball from Kevin Porter Jr. But, you know, I'm not that big a deal. You know, whatever. I just – and you know me – I'm not big on rankings, man. So I read them off. They make a good conversation, but you know, you you give your input on why you rank so and so there. Okay, I can especially, disagree with it or agree, whatever. Especially rankings before the season. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> last night. Let me ask you this. Uh, talk about this last night. What do you? How many Andianes Community Impact newspaper? How many double doubles do you project for Rockets big man Christian Wood? Ooh. 82 games. Assuming he plays all 82, I'd probably go somewhere in the range between 25 and 30. Well, that's real low, Andy. I mean, he averaged 21 and nine and a half last year. Yeah. <clears throat> It probably is on the low end, but I'll stick to it. I get, I'll go 30, around 30. Okay. The range from responders last night was 50 to, on the high end, 65. It's doable, especially if you average 21 and 9. But so, and let me, let, me, let me be clear with Andy. Okay, double-doubles. That's what I said, double-doubles. Okay, so you said you think Christian would get about 30 double-doubles. So that's yeah. at minimum 10 and 10. Correct. Okay. You're, you're, that's just, you're going to stick with 30. Yeah, I know it's probably on the low end, but yeah, I'm going to stick with it just in terms of. Okay. 
See Wood is ranked in ESPN rankings, I think, 60. Uh, oh, wow. John Wall, ironically, I think John Wall was like 91, something like that. Around there, maybe 80. Let me see. I'll put it up real quick. He was 85. John Wall ranked 85, and he won't play a game in a Rocket uniform ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the Pistons had, I see, Kay Cunningham was ranked in the in, at 76. Jeremy Grant was ranked mm, 60 something. 53. Oh, more better than I thought. 53. So that's two of Detroit's building blocks. But with the Rockets, Jalen Green at 96, John Wall at 85, Christian Wood at 60. So, you know, both young teams are rebuilding teams. Well, in Detroit's case, restoring, restoration. Have building blocks, people in place. I think the future is bright for both teams. But now let's go to the top end. What are you going to say? You got something you want to say? No, I was just going to say, so that means that Kevin Porter Jr. wasn't ranked in the top 100? I don't believe I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I saw Scoot in there. No, only mention of him is in the summaries for uh, for Kristen Wood and in, in the summaries for Kristen Wood, John Wall, and Jalen Green. That's it. He was not ranked in the top 100. That's but, you know, um, let's go to the other end, the top five. Let's, let's break it down. Have you seen the whole thing? I have not. I haven't okay, seen this. So, so you just saw know. Rockets Twitter, what they what they put out there for a debate and, and get them all fired up. You saw that, huh? Yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen the top. Okay. I'll go at, I'll start at 10. And we'll go 10 to 6 and give me your thoughts on that. And then five to one. Number 10, James Harden. Ooh. Number nine, Anthony Davis. Eight, Dame. Seven, Ooh. Joel Embiid. And six, the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Wow, that that I guess that's probably that's kind of. Would you say it's bold to put Damian Lillard over Harden? I would. I would. Yes. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you know. I guess are are they factoring into all his injuries and that little step back? Or is this supposed to be yeah, what they me, expect? Let me year? let me read what they said about Dame. Uh, the six-time All-Star has made his frustration toward the Trailblazers' lack of playoff success widely known, but has held back from asking or demanding a trade this offseason. His recent posts on social media and reports out of Portland suggest he'll give new head coach Chauncey Billups and president of basketball operations Neil O'Shea a chance to prove they can get the team back into the upper echelon of the Western Conference. The question is, how long will Lillard's patience last? And that's from Ramona Shelburne. And see, we have different writers doing, you know, parts of the rankings. They probably emphasize different things. Ramona didn't even mention Dame's skill set, stats and numbers. Whereas Tim McMahon, talking about Harden, an argument can be made for Harden as one of the best scorers in history, his career, True shooting percentage, 61.1, ranks fifth among the NBA's 50 all-time leading scorers. But his elite passing ability is even more valuable to the Nets. Harden has averaged 9.1 assists per game since former Rocket head coach Mike D'Antoni made him a full-time point guard five 
seasons ago, including 10.9 in his partial season with the Nets. Harden can prioritize playmaking when playing with fellow Hall of Fame level scorers Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Injuries limited that trio to 202 minutes together in the regular season when they scored 119.6 minutes per 100 possessions. That doesn't seem unsustainable, particularly considering Brooklyn's big three lineups have produced a 135.4 offensive rating in 130 playoff minutes. So different focuses for two different writers about Dame and Harden. Harden 10, AD 9, Dame 8, Joel Embiid 7, Joker 6. You got a problem with any any other parts of that? Uh, honestly, I think Jokic, I, I got to see who their top five is, but I think Jokic might be a little low. He got snubbed out of the top five. I'm assuming it'll be Durant, LeBron, and then why? No, no, no. No, one is obvious. Come on now. One is obvious. You're forgetting about him. He's obvious. Oh, Giannis. Okay. Giannis, correct. That's three. So those are three guaranteed. And no Kawhi, no Jamal Murray because of of injuries, injuries. expected to miss the whole year. Hmm. I'm blanking. Yeah, I feel like Jokic just you know just give okay. me the top five. Okay, here we go. And you're, you're gonna kick yourself maybe. At number five, Steph Curry. Ah, yeah, Curry. I, I forgot about Curry because the Warriors haven't been that relevant. Number four, Luca. Wow. Number three, LeBron. Number two, Giannis. Number one, KD. Wow. Uh, Luca at four. That's pretty, that's high praise. He just skipped over James Harden. He skipped over Dame. And... I don't know. I feel like uh, so. This is a prediction based off how what kind of they're ranking them. What they project they'll be this upcoming season. Yeah, basically they they kind of did the rationale was head to head. Like if they played one on one, who'd be better? Because oh. it, it it really wasn't a lot of details about about a breakdown. We asked our expert panel to vote on pairs of players: Kevin Durant versus James Harden, Luca versus Zion, Steph versus Giannis. On, on and on. We yeah. asked which player would be better in 21-22 season. Voters had to predict what they expected from each player during the season. So that's their rationale. Man, if that's the case, then they really put hard and low at 10. Uh, I don't know. I feel like everyone's crowning Luka, which, I mean, not to take anything away, he's, he's going to be... Uh, He'll probably win at least one MVP, if not multiple, like as his career progresses. But to put him over Curry immediately and then six spots over Harden, four over Dame, that's high. Pr- I, don't, I don't know if I'll put him that high. I feel like top four, that's pretty high. And they had they had Durant at number one? Yep. Over Giannis. And yep. so they had LeBron at three. Yes, sir. Wow, that... Actually, I can. 
I could see that where you you see another age factor. So you see LeBron kind of slipping yeah, a little bit. That's, that's really the rationale that they had another article from the, the panel suggesting, you know, commenting on why LeBron at three. And the justification basically was LeBron is going into his 19th season. And, you know, Father Time is undefeated. So that has limited. And plus some injuries to LeBron, all that. I that they put a lot of emphasis on KD's performance, playoff performance in Olympics. Where he, oh, they counted the Olympics. They counted the Olympics as well, you know, and KD carried the team to gold. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. He My carried Brooklyn. He, and they talked about that. KD and the toe, the long shot that, you know, could almost was a three, but wasn't. I just I understand it and you know, I, I mean, star players, elite players will use anything for motivation. You need any outside factor for motivation. LeBron's already, you know, tweeted and discussed people mocking the Lakers, you know, being too old and, and all those things, you know, whatever. And there's some, you know, they're, like I said, I maintain a lot. They're veteran as long as they're winning. They start losing, yeah. then they're old. <laughs> so but Giannis LeBron's game is, is more complete most complete of the three of them offense and defense I think KD is a better scorer than the three of them better shooter from the outside I think because of KD's teammates wherever he's been he has not had had a chance or had really needed to showcase his complete toolkit i think he's a better passer than the stats show i think he's a better defender when katie wants to lock lock you down he can do it he doesn't do it a lot lebron has had to do that a lot previous years older he's gotten he hasn't always taken on the you know the opposing team's best player like he did you know younger years Giannis is not a great shooter perimeter shooter not a great free throw shooter, except game six when he made 17 to 19, you know, shocking all of us that <laughs> he did that. But I I can see it a little bit, you know, but KD and they're praising KD for his performance two years after the torn Achilles. Okay, but I mean, he's had injuries as well, you know. So, I, uh, like I said, I mean, we can discuss and de- debate it all day long. They rank Clay Thompson 35. Mm. Clay hasn't played in two years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, got a lot of proof. Yeah, I got a lot of proof. You have to get on the court. Get on the court, stay healthy. But they got him at 35. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, I think Zion was like in the 20s. And he's, he, and what I, the summary for him was he has yet to average one block and one steal per game. Andy, come on, man. Defense, you got to do something on the other end of the floor, too, if you're going to be a, an elite player for me. Especially with his athleticism. Yes. Be a force on defense, too. Let me plug this. You're part of the Houston Round Bar. If you got to plug this, got to do my little business angle. I've got two features, Super Chat and a Super Sticker on this YouTube channel. If you want to support our channel, Consider sending a super chat or a super sticker 
once purchased it will appear right in the chat stream and remain pinned at the top of the stream for a period of time based on the amount of purchase and of course if you do that I obviously we'll give you a shout out and thank you for your support but this is all part of helping us with content you know, money this hey this business too folks this is real talk you know the money will help us keep continue producing these shows make these live streams happen that's all part of this Houston Ron Bar Review presents Folk Talking Sports September 24th next Friday Andy you thought about it next Friday October 1st man yeah college basketball practice starts next week it's here man when do, when do oh go ahead no, no go ahead go ahead I was gonna ask. I know the college is. I guess they officially start. I mean, they've been working out for the for since honestly, yeah. probably for much of the summer. But I, I was gonna ask, when does NBA training camp start? Media days Monday, training camps Tuesday. Also, yeah, yeah, right into it already quickly because yeah. the Rockets play. Uh, their first preseason game is on fifth October fifth. Yeah, they'll be in training camp. I'll be at media day Monday. I got the approval for that email about two hours ago uh, I, I you know you're asked to show proof of vaccination did that as well if you don't you can't attend it'd be zoom call if you don't have proof of vaccination um and then tuesday the 28th through october 2nd saturday they'll be in galveston for training camp i won't be oh, there for that so yeah, they're going back to galveston for that i'll be in ace town for practice college practices U of H women, their first practice will be the 28th. Well, no, no. It could have been the 28th, but it's going to be the 29th. I think U of H men will start October 1st. I haven't heard about the other local area colleges, but I reached out to Rice, and they have, they have not finalized when they're going to start practice. But it's time now, man. Basketball season, college and pro is here, and I'm looking forward to that. And you will see content on the Houston Roundball Review channel. Andy and, and Dayon will talk U of H athletics on Paul Slamma Jamma. So tune in. You got you got two sources to get your information, get your, your fix of U of H athletics. But I think even Andy, you've, you've noticed that the Houston Roundball Review channel, Rocket fans come here, man. Brandon Thomas is a Rocket fan. Rocket fans really appreciate not appreciate them for their support. They love this channel. U of H fans, where are that? Need more y'all to come to the channel, especially. And you know, U of H men's basketball videos, press conferences. We still wonder why they're not on the U.S. Athletics YouTube channel. It's football all the time, <laughs> you know. So. Even then, football has been kind of limited this season, too. Yeah, so basketball. We're doing the ESPN Plus. So U of H basketball, the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel is really a the spot only. for U of H men's basketball press conferences to, to be here. You know, is, it, is this, this this channel? So I'm an alum. Support, support fellow alums. This is a spot to do it. Houston Round Ball Review. We're, we do good work, too. Starting in November, we're going to have a sponsor for Folks Talking Sports that will last throughout college basketball season. Look forward to that. 
Uh, but we got, what, four or five more weeks? If somebody wants to sponsor these upcoming weeks, feel free. We're going to start doing, we got the option to do, to do live reads during Folks Talking Sports. So there are ways for you to, to sponsor the show, sponsor segments of the show to get you to promote your company, but also support Folks Talking Sports. So we do have that capability to do that because, as I told Andy and the crew last Friday, I'm learning how to produce behind the scenes with the camera angles and stuff to go solo. So Andy, if Andy has a a uh, live read to do, he can take up the full screen to do the live read, and I can do that as well. So we're going to do those things, and that's part of this. The live stream, I'm finally learning how to adapt my old mind to young technology. It took me a while, but I'm doing that. I got this youngster right here, Andy Yanez, helping me out on the Twitter side at our Folks Talk Sports Twitter account, producing the tweets from our shows as only he can in a timely manner. So he's a big part of what we're doing. Last Friday's Terrence Arsenault-focused show was our most popular Folks Talking Sports episode to date. Hey, let's keep doing that going forward. There's nothing wrong with that. We enjoy what we do. We enjoy providing you with content, our perspective, and do and have, have fun while we do it. So, Brandon Thomas, appreciate you tuning in for us. And let me see. Brandon, if you got any questions, because I do, Andy, Andy, I want to mention this as well to you. Brandon said at least 50 double-doubles for Seawood. I saw at, that. <laughs> at least 50. So, so we'll see. Like I said, the range last night was 50 to 65. You know, if he hit 65, he's all NBA. But I, I think, and I'll get your thoughts on this, to be all NBA, to be an all-star even, make an all-star team, don't you, do you think Seawood could be hurt if the Rockets don't win a lot of games? In the West, for sure. Especially if the Rockets have another down year where they're at the bottom of the of the Western Conference, that'll certainly hurt them. When you look at the, I mean, just the bigs he has to compete with. You got the top two in Jokic and and Carl Anthony Towns, and then it'll probably be a lot of wings like it always is. With just you could end up listing all of them and end up guard a heavy conference that it is too. If we're talking all-star game. If they're at the bottom, for, for sure it don't hurt them. Even doesn't matter what kind of stats he's putting up. If they're if they go on long extended losing streaks, I'm talking like ten plus losing streaks like they did last season. You know, Jokic is the best big man. What would you, what would you call him? He's a center, but he's a versatile center, passing and all those things. But yeah. if we got a label, Jokic is a center. What would you? What position would you label AD? Mm. He's probably. I probably put him. I'd, I'd go with center just in terms of, I guess the the more he and it's hard because he he likes to play more uh, front of the basket. He doesn't really back down much. Um, he kind of likes to create his own shot, and obviously he can dribble and and sh- just shoot over people and pull up, but I'd probably label him as a center, especially in terms of defense. He tends to play a lot more in the paint and not chase out players, but 
he's kind of a uh, honestly he's in a category of his own with just how versatile he is. And I ask you, you can see the question from Brandon: Is Seawood worth staying long term for the Rockets? Because I think this is year two of his what three year deal he signed three I think it was three year deal. Yeah, I believe so too. So, do you think is he worth long term? Because there have been rumblings, you know, I've seen it this summer that possibly he could be a trade asset next summer, you know, to, to look in a different, go a different direction and get something better in return to help the Rockets long-term future. Uh, I'm guessing he's assuming beyond this contract and kind of say yeah. they choose to extend them. Yeah. Do you think the Rockets should give Seawood a contract extension, which would be a lot of money? I think it depends what what you see from production out of him in these next two seasons, especially if you see him growing incrementally from season to season. I think one thing we both kind of observed, and Chris, you, you probably watched him a lot more than I did this past season, just in terms of his defense and kind of the lack of physicality that Christian Wood would have on times. Like whenever he was playing against the top, I mean, not even the top centers in the league, but just anyone, any big man that's physical, he kind of, tended to get eaten up in the post a lot. I think if you see improvements with that, he kind of, I wouldn't say caps off to the season, but keeps adding layers. Like um, James Harden, when he was here, he always added something in the offseason. If you see that, and for sure, uh, if he kind of leveled off and remains at the same player that he's been since, I mean, he was really good last year, but if he just stays at that level, I wouldn't necessarily give him a max contract, especially when you're focusing on the your main core, I'd imagine, would be KPJ, Jalen Green, and whatever else comes in the coming years. I would tend to focus more on that if Christian Wood doesn't show much improvement in the next two seasons. Yeah, I, I think, and Brent, we'll get to that question about playing in just a second. I think C. Wood's frame, physical frame, I just he doesn't look, look like the type that will be able to gain weight and keep it yeah. and be – productive at a bigger at a heavier weight he needs to get stronger clearly but i don't believe he'll ever be a 610 260 big man kind of thing you know uh, and he does have problems banging against bigger bodies that's why i think defensively he's better matched up against power forwards and yet daniel tice go against the other the fives and ultimately Usman Garuba and Auburn Shingun to go, go to defend the fives. I think that's more of Seawood's future. I think he's a four, he's a five on offense and a four on defense. I think that's his better fit. That's how I look at it. Coach Silas disagrees. He thinks Tristan is a five, period. <laughs> but, hmm. but I don't see that. Um, disagree on that. I ask you again, Andy. We've talked about this before a little bit. Do you think the Rockets will make the plan? Be a 9-10 seed this year. Before I saw the schedule, I thought they had an outside shot at making a run. Then we went over the schedule, and I think I kept it. I think I had them at around, like, 32 wins? 31. 31, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that would be enough to make the play in. Um, but, honestly, I think for them to have a shot to at least make the play in and make some type of noise, obviously they need to see uh, – first of all, they need to have Christian Wood healthy for – most of the season, if not all of it. But then they have to see jumps from their returning players like Kevin Porter Jr. 
mean, Kenyon Martin kind of had, uh, I mean, honestly, in summer league, he didn't really have the, I guess what you would expect or you want to see from one of your young guys where he takes like, you can tell that he's on the court and he's like by far better now. It is summer league, so you take it with a grain of salt. If he can take another step, and obviously the bit the main player will be Jalen Green and see how quickly he adapts to the NBA game. And if he's be able to do it, he showed in flashes in the summer league and just effortlessly score at a consistent uh, level and not go on. I'd imagine at some point in the season he'll go on a, a streak where he's kind of struggling to find a basket, but to kind of show that he can get to the basket, play make a little bit. I think that'll really determine how competitive the Rockets are. I think it's kind of into their backcourt, their young backcourt in KPJ and Jalen Green and how healthy Wood is to see how competitive they can be as the longer the season is and if it doesn't end up being a wash towards the end of the year in the final couple months. I don't have them in the play-in tournament. I got them at, at 20, 21 wins, maybe max at 25 yeah. because the schedule is so tough, especially yeah. in the month of December. With all the road trips. But um, I just – the Rockets, and I'd say the same thing for a young team like Detroit in the East. Making the play-in tournament this year could be fool's gold because I think the Rockets need another high lottery pick to go with this young core. I, I, I think a mid-pick in next year's draft won't help them. You know, I think they need another top four, top five lottery pick. That's 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 my rationale. That's me. I think the players and coaches, they want to win. They want to do whatever they can because they play to win. They want to win as many games as possible, make the play-in tournament. You know, yeah, hey, that's that's their goal. I just think it'd be better for the team to get a one, two, three, four pick in next year's draft that's what i'm looking at there that's that's my thought press on that because my goal my mindset for the rockets is championship level not just first round playoff level because you know making the playoffs the first round year in year out that's just mediocre the goal is to get win a championship so that that's where i, I am and we had to reschedule the conversation today to tomorrow to talk to Kelly Eco. Kelly Eco, I want to see, I'm talk to him tomorrow, see if his answers change. But in the summer, we, when we talked, he said the Rockets, I think, were four years away from the championship level uh, team. I think that's about right. Three, four years away. So, and that's the goal. The goal is win a championship. The goal is not to go to not be in the first round and lose. Yeah, that you know, that's that's not the answer. That's not what Tillman wants. That's whatever you know, whatever. That's my take on that. I think Tamer Knight's getting ready. I'm going to put her on blast before I, I put her on camera because she's eating junk food or, or or something in in the studio in the green room. But you know, I make fun of Tamer because she's my mentee and owner for a long time. So, and I'm her elder. So what can she say to me? You know, so whatever. Um, but. Jason Tate breakout season. Uh, breakout for what? Give me some numbers on that, Brandon Thomas. What you know? He was all rookie last year. Breakout. You know what? What does that entail? Give me some numbers on that one. I would say breakout for Tate would be to be really consistent on offense and show that he can 
at least knock down the corner shot. I know he got a lot of comparisons to to PJ Tucker, which really they're they're kind and, of a really and he, different player. Yeah, he evolved when he first started playing for the Rockets. Many of us, I said it as well, he was PJ 2.0. But as the season progressed and more of his skill set showed, he's definitely more offensively skilled than PJ. No, mm-hmm. no question. I think the corner three is one part of his game, but the perimeter three around the perimeter, he needs to work on that and become a better three-point shooter. 15 to 17 and nine boards for Jay Sean Tate. Boy. That'd be real. Hell, hard. if he does that, hell yeah, that's a breakout <laughs> year, no doubt. <laughs> that's a breakout year. Man. But uh that's probably that's on the high end, point wise, because Yeah, you got a you got KPJ, Jalen, and Christian Wood. Yeah, those three are gonna get the, the bulk of the points. That trio should combine for 55, 60 points among the three of them. And then you just fill in with Eric Gordon. If you see it, you know, House still here, Jay Sean Tate, KJ Martin, you know, the rest of the squad. Shingu is going to get you some points eventually. Uh, DJ Augustine will as well. But yes, Tamer Knight coming to you right now. I hope you're ready to talk some in Navy football. Are, are, are you ready to go ahead? Yes. Yeah, I I just saw this. I saw this flash across my uh, timeline. Apparently, the NBA denied Andrew Wiggins. Oh yeah, I, I got that email and saw it on Twitter. Yeah, for religious exemption from the COVID vaccine. So, so does that mean he can't he can't play in, in he can't play in home. In home games? Correct, because and this is part of the release. Um, the San Francisco the San Francisco Department of Health requires vaccination for all people twelve years and older in order to attend large indoor events. Wiggins had applied for a religious exemption from that rule and the NBA denied that exemption. So unless, until he gets vaccinated, Andrew Wiggins cannot play in Warriors home games. Yeah, shoot. The season starts like around October, somewhere around 18, 20, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he has to do it now to be able to be ready for the start of the regular season. But yep, the press release, the NBA has reviewed and denied Andrew Wiggins' request for religious exemption from the San Francisco Department of Public Health's order requiring COVID-19 vaccination for all participants aged 12 and older at large indoor events. And here's a key part of the statement from the league. Wiggins will not be able to play in Warriors home games until he fulfills the city's vaccination requirements. H Town Metro Project, I see you. Yeah, it's 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 all it's hey, we're all family here. Brendan Thomas is taking over the whole show, but yeah, I see you, no question. Um, and you're right. This is this is a key point right here. I want, want to put up for everybody to see. Interior defense. It's it'll be a weakness. I'm still concerned with the Rockets three-point shooting as a whole, especially efficiently three-point shooting. I mean, they may, they're going to jack up a lot of threes, but shooting 34% or less as a team, that's not a, that's not a good thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm defense interior is going to be a concern. Honestly, outside of Eric Gordon, 
and ultimately Josh Christopher. And I guess a little bit, Jason, I think Jason's better in the post. I'm concerned about the Rockets perimeter defense. I want to see what Scoot does on the perimeter. I want to see what Jalen Green, how they defend the perimeter. They're young. That's one. That's hey, you got to do it in the NBA. So that's the whole thing. Tamer Knight, get ready. I'm coming to you right now. You're fluffing with your hair and everything like that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So let's go. And there she is. When I saw that orange shirt, I was like, oh, see, see look at this. I do have a mic on. See, come you on, my young lady. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I do. See, and we got bad Wi Fi. So yeah, see, where are you at? Where are you, Tamer? I'm at home. What do you mean, bad Wi Fi? No, because your 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 connection is kind of your spotty. We hear you kind of spotty. That, that's all I'm saying. Oh, Wait, let me see. oh see, never. Okay, now we lost you. Lost it. Lost the video. No, I went. In, I went to check my Wi Fi. <laughs> okay, I went but to yeah. Check. Okay, but I well, when I saw your orange shirt, I was like, is she wearing a Tennessee shirt? Because it wasn't just, burnt orange, you know, because I, I was really going to be concerned if it was burnt orange. That's, I would have cut you off. You would never got on the show if you weren't wearing longhorn <laughs> colors. That just wasn't going to fly at all. But um, how you doing, Tamer? TV star? Kind of? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's, it's hard to be me out here. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be us out here, too. Your thoughts. Give me some thoughts on. Well, let's talk about it. Did you hear uh, what, what Andy and I were talking about with. With Andrew Wiggins, he's he is not going to get vaccinated so far, and because of that, and because of the policy in San Francisco's health department, mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to play home games for the Warriors until he gets vaccinated. What are your thoughts on that? Weird. <laughs> I mean, so he gets to play away just because it's not in the state of California? Is that the? Well, no, it's 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 San Francisco. It's their health department. It's, it's a city thing. It's their policy. So I think Sacramento, I mean, I think I got to, I guess, look into as well. Sacramento, do they have the same, a similar policy? I'm not sure. But for the Bay Area, San Francisco, Andrew Wiggins cannot play home games for the Warriors. Does he get, get paid even though he's not playing in those home games? That's a great question, too. I haven't checked out my, my people Marcus Thompson and, and Tim Kawakami who cover the Warriors. I, I had need to ask them. I'm not sure. I haven't seen if they put it out there on Twitter or not. That's a great question. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not really a loss. Ace Town Metro Project. No stuff, oh. man. Okay, we're not. I'm not going to. You know, can you see the comment there? You know, but she's not on here for that. She's <laughs> on here for for her intellect. Okay, so let's keep it, uh, keep it keep it above board here. So whatever, you know. <laughs> but you can go to her her YouTube channel for makeup tips and things like that, you know. Right, Tamer? Right? Where'd you go? We can't hear you. See? We lost her. We lost her again. See? See? H-Time Metro Project? Okay, some... See? <laughs> on? Okay, sorry. Someone called and then it just, like, went black. My bad. But, but yeah. You do. You go ahead. Plug your channel. <laughs> at Tamer on YouTube, T-Night Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Say YouTube again, mention it again. Tamer Knight. T-A-M-E-R Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T. Subscribe, like, comment, share with the... <laughs> whoever you are. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad. But yeah. Comment and subscribe. There you go. 
comment and subscribe to her channel. Yes, Tamer, Tamer's we're just I'm glad she's on the on our show because she worked for the Olympics uh Peacock Network this summer. She's got some other TV things in the pipeline too. So I'm, I'm just glad she took time to join us. So because she may not be able to do that in the near future, you know, knock on wood for her. But Andy, your thoughts on Andrew Wiggins, his decision, and his he won't be able to play home games for the Warriors. Yeah, it's funny. We were mentioning it earlier about uh, Goku just submitted a FOIA request to see uh, UH's agreement with the Big 12. I'm kind of interested to see what kind of uh, excuse Andrew Wiggins tried to pull with uh, the religious um, the religious reasons for not being able to get vaccinated. But uh, I think it's it's interesting. I think this is the point where um, it gets a lot and not to get too much on the spectrum where, you know, you got a lot of people that are anti-vax and, and whatnot, but I guess that's where you kind of get the argument where people probably get kind of uh, worried, I guess, where it's kind of essentially if he wants to play, at least for the wars, he wants to get, he's going to have to take the vaccine. It's kind of like a mandate without, without a big mandate. making yeah. it. Exactly. Um and honestly, it'll be interesting to see how many more cities, especially in the state of California, kind of uh, pick up rules like this. And even the Warriors, like, I, I think I, maybe this had something to do with it. Um, it went around the rounds on ESPN today. I think first take, um, I saw something about Stephen A. Smith saying that they should trade Andrew Wiggins. Um, and you imagine if you have a player that can't play home games, I mean, he's not really adding much value to your team. You've got to kind of wonder how this affects teams from the business side. If you can't have a player to play for 41 of your games, you'd imagine you're going to have to make some type of move. Or in Andrew Wiggins' in Andrew Wiggins's case, you got to take the vaccine to, to not miss 41 games. And Tamer said, if the NBA doesn't give him those paychecks for those 41 games, that'll add another incentive to yeah. make him go get vaccinated. And let me say what's up to Marty Marr. Alaluna, Ace Time Metro Project artist, shouted you out. Appreciate y'all joining joining the uh, Ian Marcus thirty nine. Thank you for tuning us. Your new your name is new. I haven't seen you so far on our live streams here on the Houston Round Bar Review Channel. Much love to everybody joining us on Folks Talking Sports. It's become a basketball NBA focus uh, because U of H football is playing Navy Saturday, and yeah, you know whatever. Uvates favored by Andy. I think you said 19 points, right? Correct. 19 and a half. Tamer, do you think Uvates will, will uh, beat Navy by more than 19 points? No. Why not? They're, they're well, why not? I know, first of all, I know the Cougars are, fans are going crazy because of their big win over Rice and their big win over Grambling. Let's just start there. Like, no, I, I hope not. I see you. I see you, Cougar Twitter, and um, I'm not impressed with the win over Grambling. I mean, that's kind of expected. I did pick them to lose to Rice, but only because I picked them to win over Texas Tech, and I was wrong. But mm. I, yes, yes, you were. Yes, I, I do see them winning over the Navy, but by more than 19 points, no. Okay, well, Andy, give her this thought. Squad, solid squad. Okay, no, no, Andy, tell her, tell her what you said about Navy. They've scored how many points in two games? Yeah, combined, they're only two, and they've only scored ten points against. Okay, um, this is 
that I saw in like 2018. Oh no 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 yeah this is this is a whole different this this, this is class is yeah this, this class is not the same as previous okay. classes that ran over U of H football. They <laughs> no, got they got they got uh, against Marshall they lost 49 to seven. And then against the Air Force, they lost twenty-three to three. So they didn't even score a touchdown in that game of field goal. Mm-hmm. So they've really struggled um, just to move the ball. I think when I was doing research for the game for the for the primary that we have for Apollo, I think combined they've only had like uh, actually let me get the actual number, but it, I think they have like around just over three hundred total yards of offense in those two games, which is absurd. That, that, so yeah, really that is struggled. something, I, and that that kind of indicates. To me, that their offensive line is not very good, because in order to have their their offense be effective with the triple reads and everything like that, you got to be able to block. Yeah, you know, and they're struggling like that. That means their their running game is not very good. That means the block is not very good. And if you got to force them to pass the ball, they're going to struggle. You know, previous Navy team, their strength is, has been to run, run you over. They ran over you, Vates. Yeah, you know. Plenty of times, but um, Navy has the third toughest schedule in the country based on opponent winning percentage from last year. Okay. You know, you said Marshall and Air Force. Air Force Force has been the best football service academy team recently. So I'm going to go with that. Marshall, okay. I think Marshall lost to App State last time by a point. Uh, yeah, against Air Force, Navy had 68 total yards of offense for the game. Not I'm, rushing up that total. 68. Yeah, how, how, how many? How many uh, rushing? Uh, pull it up. Yeah, pull up when you can. But yeah, yeah, they had uh, 36 rushing yards. <laughs> they averaged 1.5 yards a play. Yeah, that's against Air Force. That offensive line is garbage. Got to be, got to be this awful to do that. I mean, that's not even two yards to carry. I <laughs> mean, so yeah. that's that's horrible. Yeah, against uh, Marshall, they did much better. They actually had uh, 337 rushing yards, so much better. But or, again, only only. Or maybe more. Air Force is just very good. Yeah, maybe they're they are in the their class of players. Academy class is on the upswing, while Navy and Army and other service academies is on the downswing because it seems to go in cycles for service academy service academy football teams. But okay, Tamer. Did you guys watch the Texans game last night? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I was I was doing a live stream talking Rockets, Tamer. How dare you not know that, Tamer? Shame, shame, shame. I was doing a Houston round ball review live stream talking about the Houston Rockets. Okay, well, I'm just saying the Carolina defense ran all over the Texans. That's all I have to say. But, I mean... The Ran Texans are they're one and one and two, one and two. So and they beat a, a Jacksonville team that may not be very good this year, but it's a win. So they got the one win I thought they'd get. <laughs> you know, so I thought they'd go like one and sixteen. But anyway, one but, and sixteen. Jesus, you have no. <laughs> they, they they play Jacksonville twice, Chris. It'll be two and fifteen at least. Okay, two and fifteen. <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I feel they showed a lot more pool. They looked okay. much better, obviously, with Tyrod Taylor, which Bills. had yeah, been Davis good Mills, that yeah. first half yeah. against the uh, Will's prediction. Did y'all and then, get swatted out of the air? 
but you know, Davis Mills is, is a is a rookie quarterback struggling. I he, think the coaching is conservative from, from what I'm reading. He's very conservative play calling, which is you know and last night against the Panthers, it certainly was like the first half they kept trying to run the ball and anytime that Davis Mills passed it, it was certainly like short screens and quick routes and then the best the best drive they had all night was at the very end of the first half when they had to do a two minute offense and Davis Mills was actually able to move the ball whenever they didn't have him playing ultra conservative and they ended up that was the only touchdown they scored in the game and then second half they expanded a little a little bit more but same thing a lot more of the conservative approach which I think I saw from the timeline today I think David Cudley the head coach with seconds kind of said how yeah uh, the way they coach that game they kind of called the game was a lot more conservative than and honestly they said that the, they were surprised that with what Davis Mills was able to do or at least he showed them that he can do more than what they allowed him to do um well, against Carolina maybe they were he was so conservative because it was a short week you know Sunday and Thursday you know maybe that's part of it as as well but as a as your as a head coach you got to know your your talent your players what they can 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 do it. How they, as a coach in any sport, you got to know put your players in the best position to shine and maximize what they do well. That was one of his first. Uh, he's only had a couple starts since he was have joined the NFL because he was injured in in his last team. But I'm just wondering. <laughs> they 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 had a little segment on this game last night, and I see here in the comments the people are not a fan of us talking about the Texans, but. They talked about <laughs> it's, it's, it's folks talking sports, baby. This is not this is not a Houston round ball view. Let's talk Rockets live stream. But we can do we can do both. We're we, flexible. Yeah, we can do both. But they had a they had a segment on the show the pregame uh, show last night about how every job that Tyrod Taylor has taken, he's lost it. Um, rather, it's because of an in injury or he's not producing. And it's just like he had one year to be here in Houston and. I have. I'm thinking they're gonna cut him at the end of the season, especially if he doesn't come back um, in the four to five weeks that they estimated. I don't see him being here next season either. Well, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, he's snake bit. You know, injuries. He's inconsistent. I mean, you know, especially yes, the way yeah. some of the, the injuries last... too. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Andy. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, especially the, his last two stops in Los Angeles and Cleveland, like. Last year with the Chargers, he literally missed time because a, a team doctor punctured his lung trying to give him a, I guess it was a, what was it? They were injecting him with like a painkiller shot or something yep. like that. Yep. And they punctured his lung. In goes in uh, Justin Herbert and never sees the field again. And then in Cleveland, I think it was a concussion that had him out. They put in Baker Mayfield and you know, never lost a job. So just, yeah, like you said, Chris, snake bit. That that arena was full, though. I will say that Texas fans are very loyal, but aren't y'all like title root for your Texas team? Come on, like we watch them. Well, he, I guess he's gonna try to join us. Oh yeah, to answer that question right there, hey, isn't a baseball round? This year is cannot stand baseball. Baseball could evaporate, and I would miss it. Don't care about baseball. <laughs> Haven't cared since I was ten years old. Do not care about baseball. The Astros are doing well. It's your good form. Don't care. Whatever. Good luck to them. Don't care. I mean, you could put in a thimble the amount of interest I have in baseball and have room left over. I do not care about baseball at all. Will Gibson, you going to try to join us from the car? Yes, sir. 
He did. Yes, sir. Boy, look at this technology here, man. Man, oh man. Technology. Yeah. Technology. How you doing, Will? Uh, how's the Ohio State Buckeyes doing? Are they doing okay? Have Have the fans had a mutiny yet? Oh, that's every week. That's every week. Why is that? Fan is short for fanatic. And some, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it happens every week. It's weekly. It's a weekly thing here. But, yeah, um, get ready for Akron tomorrow night. 49-point uh, favorite. Or <laughs> Akron comes as a 49-point underdog, that is. They were started at, uh, at 53, down to 49. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Will the Buckeyes cover? Uh, uh, it's probably not. No, that's a big number. That's a big number. I say that and watch them do it. But uh, the backup quarterback is playing. Everybody's right. best friend. Uh, Kyle McCord, for right now, is probably be the starter. Uh, CJ Stroud is as uh, emergency use only tomorrow. Give him a week to uh, get his shoulder right for the Big Ten season. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a get right game. It's a get right game. It's a letter game. It's the game that when I was in school, all of the young guys earned their letters on because you yeah. knew the starters were gonna play probably a quarter, and then it's you know second team, third team, and and the AYOs after that. Well, you you uh, attended was it Tennessee State? Was it Grambling? Tennessee State Grambling. I did. Okay, so you've seen Grambling up close. I did. What were your thoughts on that matchup about Grambling? Uh, Grambling, um, they had a decent squad. Their quarterback was decent. The quarterback was decent. He, he threw. I mean, he, he he did well against Tennessee State, and um, I thought I think they did well. It was a sixteen ten game uh, that Grambling won. Tennessee State had some issues at at quarterback themselves. Uh, but Grambling, Grambling was decent. Grambling was decent. I understand well, he played Houston last week. Yeah, and the quarterback was not decent against Houston. Of course. Yeah. Um, so you see the difference in level of skill, Tennessee State to Houston, because Grambling was shut out, right, Andy? Zero points, right? Correct. And in the game, a little bit that I did see last Saturday, the announcers, Grambling was open. Receivers were open. The quarterback just did not complete passes. You know, he, he really struggled. He had time to, to make throws and didn't get the job done. So, Will, when does college basketball practice start? I believe there's some practice. Some schools start next Friday. Thank you, sir. October yeah, 1st. That is correct. Does that, does that include the Ohio State Buckeyes? Yeah, they'll be starting up. They'll be starting up. That's what I'm talking about. That's see, next week is is my sanctuary. It that's when it all starts for me. Basketball, college basketball practice, pro practice. That's what I'm talking about. I'm looking forward to it. As I have said, I said last night on the on a solo live stream, you've injected into my veins. Me and basketball. That is me. It's other stuff just fluff just whatever but that fluff that's why i have people like willie gibson on and yanez tamer Knight to talk about the other sports i'll probably get kim davis back on to talk about the astros 
she, she, Kim knows sports. She talks about, she, she covers baseball. Ain't my thing. I don't like it. I won't spend time on it, but I'll have somebody else talk about it to answer questions on it. I can do that. I don't have an issue with, with that. Will. Yes, sir. I'm glad you're able to join us, man. You know, I'm, I am too. Yeah. You seem kind of, you weren't sure you'd, you'd make it, so I'm glad you, you were able to get it done. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Tamer, I'm putting you on the spot, and it's not, it's not uh, sexist, but I'm just curious. I'm trying to make a point. Did you watch any of the WNBA playoffs last night? I did not. I was watching the Texans. Hmm. Andy, did you watch any of the WNBA playoffs last night? I did not. You know, Will? You Will? Was also watching Will? The did you watch any of the WNBA playoffs last night? Uh, does how do highlights count? <laughs> Compared to the other two, maybe it might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playoffs are not easily accessible. Tamer, they were on ESPN too. They were first on- round. First round. What? They weren't on my TV. Well, you had the Texas on NBC. Channel two. First round of the WNBA playoffs were on ESPN two. Chicago Sky Dallas Wings. Chicago won by seventeen. Phoenix Mercury won over New York, 83-82. One point, a foul, foul with a game tied at 82, a foul with 0.4 seconds left. Sent wow. Manville High School alum, Notre Dame alum, Brianna Turner, to the line. She missed the first, made the second, and that was the margin of victory. So there you go there. So, yeah, I can get a little, little WNBA. I'd have much more to say about the WNBA if there was a Houston franchise in the WNBA, like the good old days when the comments were kicking butt and, dis- and running to everybody in the, in the WNBA the first four years of the league. But I digress. Well, are you going to uh, have time to cover the Ohio State basketball team? I'm looking to find time to do that. You know, football taking up majority of my time between now and February. Kind of, it's a challenge, but uh, I look whoa, to, whoa, whoa, I look whoa. to be able to do that. Andy, did you hear what he said? Now through February. February. Yeah. That that implies that they're going to be in a championship game, Will. College football yeah. playoff. That's, that's, that's what you're saying? Oh, I was talking to the Browns because the Browns are oh, yeah, the Browns as well. Browns. Yeah. About the Super Bowl for the Cleveland yeah. Browns. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, well, the Browns are not going to the Super Bowl, Will. Are you saying that? I'll be in L.A. in February. I'll be there. Uh, okay, you'll be there, but will you be there to see the Browns? Wait, the Browns? That's, that's yeah. Oh, I didn't okay. hear you. I'm sorry. I said yeah. potential. Lots of potential. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Potential just means it hasn't been done yet. Listen, I was there I was there for 1-31. I'm, I'm allowed to go to L.A. Trust, trust. Oh, yeah. Trust. <laughs> you've, been through, you've been through some dark times. Covering a, a lot of losses. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's the time of, of the segment as we, as we wrap it up. Props, everybody. Tuning in. How can folks find you on social media platforms? Will Gibson, you up first. Appreciate it. Uh, you can find me at uh, Will Gibson 7 on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Will Knows on Facebook, the Will Knows Podcast, and WTGSports.com. And uh, Tamer, how can folks find you? 
You guys can follow me, find me most importantly on YouTube at Tamer Knight. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And on Twitter and Instagram at T Knight Sports. www.thenightagenda.com. Andy, you next. Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter at Aonis underscore five. Also, um, for anyone that might live in the Friendswood Paraline area, cover community impact new- newspaper covering uh, the community beat. So, city, education, stuff like that, and those communities. And also, like uh, Chris has said throughout the show, Pod Slime and Jamma for UH Athletics. I mean, yeah, like you said, Chris, we're like less or exactly a week away from the start of practice for the men for both men's and women's basketball so like you said actually i like october is my favorite time of the year too so yep and i i i'm waiting on this uh, i'm trying to get something saved here uh see if i can do it see if i get that right u of h women's basketball got a commitment from a high school senior outside of the state of texas wow I'm waiting. I can't. I I know what it is. I know who. I know her. I know her name. I'm waiting for her to put it out there. Younger generation, Tamer, Andy, y'all's generation. She's trying to what I've been told. Trying to make a production of her announcement. You know, <laughs> make a big thing about it. Put it on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Good. She, yeah, she's waiting to, to get everything done right before she can make it. Put it out there. Make it official. I like it. I like people that do a little extra. See, see you would. See, that's, that's a generational thing right there. I'm, you know, no. But you, okay. You'd, you'd imagine you only commit once. Right. And if everything goes well, so why not make a production out of it? That's boring. Uh, Tamer, once again, how can folks, because you got a fan apparently in Ace Time Metro Project, how, how can the, what's your YouTube channel? It's Tamer Night, and I talk sports. I talk being a sports reporter, and you just get an insight of my life. You don't, I can't really explain it. It just kind of have to be there. So like, comment, and subscribe. Again, it's Tamer Night on YouTube, and I look forward to seeing y'all there. So, right, yeah. Thomas, appreciate the shout-out, too. Yeah, and, you know, it's not, it's uh, Ace Time Metro Project. If you want to know about some makeup tips, you can get that, too, as well. So if you're into that, also... I do. Tamer's channel, but Tamer's also she's hasn't mentioned it. She's kind of being modest. She's a personal trainer, right? Yeah, and yeah. oh, I'm good. I can talk HBU basketball, women's basketball here. Very. Okay. Soon. Can you mention that? Can you mention that yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's official. I'm gonna be the play-by-play announcer for HBU women's basketball for the 2021-2022 season. So if you're a Husky fan, also catch me there. See. Viewers, fans, I'm I I follow folks who do things, <laughs> who are productive. You know, so we we get things going, get things done. That's what it's all about. Trying to just help each other out because I'm all wanting people to eat, get their get their get their foot in the door, get their slice of the pie, put their content out there, promote them as well. That's that's a part of what the Houston Round Bar Review is about. That's one reason for doing these folks talking sports shows is to get other folks a platform to share their insight with the viewers, not just listen to me talk about stuff. So appreciate Andy agreeing to be a part of the group. Appreciate Tamer for, for being part of the, the group as a guest. Will, I guess, had to, to uh, close out 
from his ride. But Will is, you know, in Ohio. So I'm all about that. And, and James Mueller is, is a part of this. James got to take care of some business this evening, so he's unable to join us. But that's what, that's what Folks Talking Sports is about. I'm also sponsoring A.D. Moore's The Adamax Corner. He talks Texans. He covers the Texans. That's also part of the Houston Round Bar Review umbrella. So putting it out there, Houston Round Bar Review is credentialed to cover the NFL now, the NBA, and the NCAA. So very proud of that. So let me say that again. Houston Round Bar Review is the Texans have approved Houston Round Bar Review. That's the NFL. Wow. So, yes. So, Especially NBA as well. Yes. So, I'm very honored to be part of that as well. And the NCAA, of course. So, appreciate y'all. Uh, unless he has to reschedule again, my tune in to the channel tomorrow. I'm recording my interview conversation with Kelly Eco, the Rockets beat writer for The Athletic. We'll talk about some of these things we discussed here on this episode of Folks Talking Sports about the Rockets. Tomorrow's conversation is about the Rockets, you know, so far, how, what he's seen, heard, training camp coming up, projections for the season, rosters, lineups, things like that. I love how Kelly, another youngster, refers to me as an OG. <laughs> he's right. Boy, so I appreciate that as well. Andy, Yanez, Tamar Knight, y'all take care. See y'all. Tamar, are you good for next week as well? Or are you going to be on TV or, or anything next Friday? Just text me. Okay. Everybody, y'all take care. Brandon Thomas, everybody who tuned in. I got the questions, Brandon. Got the comments. Will, I'm going to bring you back on so we can close it off for everybody. I got the comments, Brandon, on the YouTube channel. Thank you for sending them. I'm going to try to touch on some of them, maybe not all of them, with Kiko. But, yes, thank you all very much to H-Time Metro Project. Everybody who tuned in, if I can scroll up real quick to get everybody, I don't want to miss somebody here. Uh, Alan Luna, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the comments. Marty Marr, as always, thank you for tuning in. Ian Marcus, 39, thank you for tuning in. Stick with us. Stick with Folks Talking Sports as we do. We're going to talk sports. Sports, not just the Rockets, but sports on this show on the Houston Round Bar Review channel. Show your support for this channel. Like us, subscribe to the channel, contribute. We get a super chat, super stickers. There's also an option, a thanks button on each video on the channel where you can contribute that way each video that you like because support that way the support helps us continue doing what we're doing thank you for tuning in will be safe man take thank care you, and see you next friday at 8 p.m eastern on the folks yes, Talk Sport. peace peace